the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black here. Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, much, much more. How you doing? Happy August 23rd to you. Markets had a funky day yesterday. Monkeys are ha- Markets are having a odd day today, and it's funny that I use the word monkeys by mistake, because Steve Ballmer is retire within the next 12 months. Here's Microsoft jumped on that news. Um, kind of a big player uh, in the S&P 500. Microsoft said today that CEO Steve Ballmer is going to retire within 12 months. Shares are up 9% out of the gate on that. Ballmer said in a statement that he would have timed his retirement in the middle of Microsoft's announced transformation to a devices and services company. But he said, we need a CEO who will be here longer for this new direction. Software company, huge company, Windows, Xbox, Bing. Um, quite honestly, just kind of felt rudderless. Now, Bill Gates obviously helped appoint Steve Ballmer. Bill Gates is going to want to have someone that he knows personally potentially come in. The person who would come in and take that job would have quite a uh, task ahead of themselves, trying to make sure that the company stays relevant in a turnaround-type phase, or what are they going to use their cash for, bigger dividends, uh, acquisitions. There was a hedge fund that took a position in Microsoft earlier this year called Value Act. And one of the things that they said was, we think management changes should happen. And was this Value Act's doing, or was it a way of keeping Value Act at bay? So um, Steve Ballmer on his way out, and that's how, you know, successful failure starts at the top. Uh, Microsoft is up two bucks a day to thirty-four dollars a share. So I think it's about up seven percent at this point in time. And again, I don't think it's the greatest story that we've ever seen, but I certainly think again it teaches us how to handle Wall Street. Let's take a look at the markets. We got the S and P five hundred down one, the Dow down twenty, the Nasdaq's up seven. Ten-year Treasury sits at two point nine one percent. Gold sits at 1374 an ounce, up four. Not a lot going on in gold until at least after Labor Day. So we continue to plow forward with what's happening in Wall Street. The story continues to remain the same about interest rates. So NASDAQ yesterday, it went down for roughly two and a half hours. You're going to see some companies jump away from NASDAQ and go elsewhere to the NYSE. Pandora's in the news today. They reported profit of $0.04 cents a share, doubling street expectations with revenue also above expectations. The Internet Radio Service's current quarter outlook falls short of analyst expenses and expectations. So expenses to buy music rights and expanded sales 
force is weighing on the stock. I was uh, watching the markets from a distance yesterday. I wasn't directly involved. And when I saw that Pandora story come out after the market closed, I was like, they've got their hands full with Apple launching iRadio, which is very, very similar to Pandora in the sense that you can use Apple's cloud services and not pay, or you can get hit with uh, one or two commercials an hour. And Apple's lined up some pretty good commercial spots already. Pandora, down three today roughly, it's $19. It's down 12%. Um, by retiring, this is pretty good. Why, why would I just retire? By retiring, Steve Ballmer just made himself nearly a billion dollars richer. Just in the share price, right? That's kind of an odd concept. So, I'm going to say it is what it is. It's kind of an odd concept. Gap had a very nice quarter, and they said they're going to raise their year outlook and increase its quarterly dividend. Gap, I think, how do I say this? Because I don't want to sound too dramatic. Gap did a really, really good job in the 1990s of becoming pervasive. In the 1990s, they introduced Capri Pants, and it was a massive hit. Now, Gap has the lower-end Old Navy. Gap has the higher-end Banana Republic. Thus, it kind of does well in good times, and it kind of hedges and protects in bad times. But there's no doubt that if you were to break up the three companies or the three concepts, that it would be very differently valued. Brown Foreman's going to build a new distillery at its Tennessee factory as demand for its Jack Daniel whiskey grows. Take some little BFB. You can buy a booze company. You think they're going to be in business today, you die? Sure. Building Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. Moody's put their credit ratings of four big banks on review for possible downgrade. Moody's pointed to the reduced chances of government help if another crisis hits. Hewlett-Packard out there. They remain under scrutiny after tumbling in trading with the Wall Street Journal column calling for the removal of Meg Whitman. Hmm. Hewlett-Packard, Dell, and Microsoft. You could probably look back in history and go, Digital Equipment, Honeywell, Wow, right? Some great companies that ultimately, you know, slipped and they never got back up. So know that it can happen. Autodesk earned forty five cents a share for the second quarter, three cents above expectations. Investors are concentrating on their current outlook though. They see numbers well below Wall Street expectations as demand falls for its computer aided design software used in construction manufacturing and engineering. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, kind of pride myself on that. With that said, if you want to drop me an email, it's rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Markets are sitting steady. That glitch yesterday has a lot of people freaked out. And I'll tell you why. Because... You've heard about exchange-traded funds, right? Many of them trade on the NYSE, and the NYSE didn't go down. Some are pointing to the fact that NYSE has got more humans on the floor and fewer computers doing the trading than, say, 
the NASDAQ. Okay, so the, there's things called ETFs, right? Exchange traded funds. And you can get them on the NYSE, and they hold some NASDAQ positions. Like there's um, some tech ETFs that clearly have some NASDAQ type names in them. Why did ETFs trade when the market went down if you couldn't price the NASDAQ components of that NYSE product? It's very intriguing. And the NASDAQ is going to have to do something about that at some point in time, sooner rather than later. And they're going to have to address it. Treasuries continue to suffer from a dearth of buying interest. There aren't down... You know, it's just not that drama right now. Foreign markets not providing any direction at this point in time. Another retailer that did well, and they beat the S&P consensus expectations. They indicated good things ahead. And Taylor, ticker symbol A&N. No rush. No rush today. There's no big story out there. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Don't forget to get a seminar coming up in Los Gatos in just under a month. Learn more at robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing. And more. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Take a look at the stock market today. We've got Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer going to retire within a year, and home builders under pressure. Following some disappointing July new home sales reports. Disappointing results from some teen retailers playing out in the market as well. It's interesting to know. I won't go as far as to say it's wild, but it certainly is interesting to, again, pay attention to some of the stuff. Taking a sidestep, Pandora, will they be able to survive against the services that Apple is going to throw out there. And this honestly is surviving at Spotify, Moog, uh, iHeartRadio, Satellite Radio. The service that we like, listening to music, absolutely, right? But there's so much competition. I think Pandora could be acquired down the road, probably from a lower level here. It's going to be very, very hard. Even the 10% of all radio listening comes through them at this point in time. It's just that kind of competitive. I was talking to some people yesterday, some traders, and uh, they all love, as younger people, they all love healthy organic food. There's a company, Sprouts Farmer's Market, some SFM. 
They released the results. Its first report since publicly coming out. It's quite strong from a growth basis. Gross margins, comparable same source sales, um, up 10.8%. That's not bad. 30% gross margins, not bad. The natural and organic food grocer. They're heavily concentrated in the southwest at this point in time, Sprouts Farmer's Market. Um, there's one near me, and it's played a major role. It's recently done some acquisitions. So there's been some IPO natural grocers recently, for example, NGVC, Fairway Group Holdings, FWM. So it's kind of sexy. A lot of people at a certain age... How do I say this without getting too far off? A lot of people at a certain age... Um, A lot of people at a certain age, they're really focused on, they're really, really focused on healthier food. And uh, Sprouts Farmer's Market, ticker symbol S, F, M. Take a look at it. It may or may not be for you. It may be too much risk. If you want to own something like a Safeway, now you have something to compare it to or a Whole Foods. And that's what you do in investing. You learn to compare things. Sprouts Farmers Market up just a little bit. It's got a $5.6 billion market cap. It's pretty big. It's for a new company. They IPO'd right at 40. They went to 41, and they recently pulled back to 37, 38 level. So it's expensive. If you look at the PE, the price to earnings right now, 224 times earnings. Ooh, no thank you, right? But then you look at next year's, and, well, it doesn't have one. Not a lot of analysts are covering the stock at this point in time. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing. There's not a lot of information for you to disseminate, but the information you can disseminate, you may be ahead of others trying to get into that game. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, Ballmer leaving Microsoft... I made a rude comment a little earlier where I referred, I said the name Monkey. But if you've ever seen Steve Ballmer, he's very, very excitable. Um, now, as the leader of company, you pay attention to stuff. How did the stock do under his tenure? You know, Bill Gates retired in 2000 from being the CEO of Microsoft. Under his 13-year leadership, Microsoft stock has fallen 40%. And he came in at the, the peak of the market bubble. He really had nowhere to go but down. But in a similar time period, the NASDAQ went, was down to 10%. In the last 10 years, the company has also returned billions of dollars to shareholders in buybacks and dividends. But down 40%. It would be tough to say that uh, he was a success as a CEO. Um, they lose billions of dollars in Internet. Why they tell us that, I don't know. Xbox, I think you could say, a little bit better than people expected when it was first announced that Microsoft was getting into video games. People were like, huh? I don't know about that. But they're so well-funded. Oh, did you hear? Ben Affleck's new Batman. 
I know. That's causing some controversy on the Internet. Will he be as bad as Clooney? Probably not. He's going to play Batman in a movie featuring Batman and Superman. It'll be a sequel to the summer's Superman movie, Man of Steel. Movies due out in July 2015. Zack Snyder, who directed the first Superman, which I think we've all seen the backstory enough now. Yeah, we get it. He comes from a planet that they hate each other, and there's a civil war going on, and the yellow sun gives him power. Now keep in mind, Ben Affleck played Daredevil in 2003. I go back to the Clooney thing, because I actually heard Clooney tell a funny story. Um... Clooney keeps a picture of himself as Batman in his office. And underneath it, it says, don't do things for the money. Um, Don't just do things for the money. And it was an awful uh, Batman. So Affleck's replacing Christian Bale. So, anyway. Yep, George Clooney is Batman. You might remember that his suit had, like, uh, his suit was buff. So... It's all cut in. Anyway, I'm just totally digressing at this point in time, so I'll just shut up. 800-516-1220. Ben Affleck, the new Batman. Happy Friday to you, by the way. So I should throw that out on occasion. I start my day every day. I take a look at foreign markets, whether it's before I go to bed or the instant I wake up. I read the Wall Street Journal. I read the Financial Times. I scan Twitter and about 20 publications for headlines that are interesting. Which calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Tim Tebow spent most of last night standing near the 50-yard line. The Patriots were undefended, sometimes casually flip a ball around by himself. When the Patriots were on offense, he put his helmet on, ready to go in. His number was never called. I have to imagine his days with the Patriots are limited. 68 Patriots all action. It was a critical chance to make that final impression since you get on the 53-man roster. Tom Brady played quarterback for the first half. Ryan Mallett played it for the second. Tebow chance from board Lions fans. I don't get who goes to preseason football and pays full price. So, Belichick often carries just two quarterbacks during the season. Brady's number one, and Mallett's the established backdrop. So it's going to be interesting to see because the phrase media circus certainly jumps out when talking. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Steve Ballmer retiring, pushing Microsoft shares higher, tells you that a lot of people don't have confidence in Ballmer. The next person who comes in to be executive is going to have to do a very good job of managing departments. doesn't have to be a tech guy, but it has to be someone who's managed very big companies before. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. The S&P 500 is up one, the Dow's up fractions, and the Nasdaq's up 11. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. How are you today, Mr. Burton? Doing well. Doing well. One of the areas that we don't really talk too much about is charity. And there's a word out there, charitable remainder trust. We know a trust. We know Paris Hilton. Grand Eddie did the Hilton Hotel. She's a trust baby. How do charitable trusts work together? Yeah, it's a little bit different than creating a trust baby because what I find that a lot of people that are wealthy really start to look for ways to be philanthropic. And I think one of the best estate tax planning tools, and, and you really have to look at the estate tax as almost like a voluntary tax. There's so many things that you can do while you're alive in terms of gifting, in terms of setting up your estate the right way to, to avoid paying too much in estate taxes. And my favorite type of strategy for people that really come to me and they say, here's my financial plan, and I'm also looking for ways to benefit my charity and protect my children. And I think one of the best tools out there is a charitable remainder trust. Okay. So picture this. Let's say you have a couple. They're in their 60s. They've got a combined estate with their Bay Area home and some stock options that they that they have that have real low stock base, cost basis of about $12 bucks. So, and let's say they're looking at this, you know, a million dollars in the stock that they might have purchased a long, long time ago with a basis of, you know, a couple hundred thousand. Right. So, the the stock doesn't pay any dividends. It's a typical tech type of a company. And they really want to diversify. They Mm -hmm. really want to, you know, get into an area where they can take some income, at least get some dividends off of it. Now, they could sell the stock, right? They could sell the million dollars and pay all of the state capital gains tax, the federal capital gains tax, and have you know less than eight hundred thousand dollars left over after taxes to get into something that they could pull five percent from. Okay. So, you know, really, what would happen is they'd only end up between seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars left over to really invest. Now, if they had five percent income from that, they'd only have thirty-seven thousand five hundred each year, right? If you want to do the math. Okay. That, that's all they would have to live off of for the rest of their life because at sixty-five you don't want to draw more than five percent of the portfolio. And then, since they have a, a large estate, whatever's left of that $750,000 when they die would be taxed at estate tax rates approaching 50%, the success tax. So the kids might only receive like 350000 of that. And Uncle Sam gets the other half. Now, in a charitable remainder trust, let's say you say you've identified a charity or two or several that you want money to go to after you pass away. You can put the money into the charitable remainder trust. So you, what you could do is set up a charitable remainder trust. You're the trustee of it, so you can determine you know, how to invest the proceeds. And, and it doesn't, nothing goes to the charity until you pass, until you die, until the second one is gone. So you could put the million dollars stock into that charitable remainder trust. You could get a big tax deduction for doing that. Usually at that age, it would be somewhere around $200,000 to $250,000 tax deduction. So this is great because you can put the million dollars into the trust. You could turn around and sell the, that low base of stock once it's in the trust and create an income-producing portfolio, zero current capital gains taxes, okay. nothing at all. You can diversify without paying any capital gains tax, and then you can create that lifetime income of 5%, but 5% on a million dollars is 50000 bucks a year, right? right? So you get a higher income, and you get a tax deduction. You have five years to use that tax deduction up. So then what you do is you, you look at it and say, okay, the charity is going to win when I die, right? My kids, though, don't get the million dollars. So you take some of that money and you, you funnel into an irrevocable life insurance trust so that it replaces the million dollars to your heirs totally tax-free. And really, the tax deduction and the lack of paying capital gains taxes pays for the insurance for the kids. So everybody wins 
the, the kids get the money, the charity gets the money, you get the income, Uncle Sam gets zero. It's a great What happens, though, if you run out of money in the charitable remainder trust? Can you spend it down by accident? Well, if you do, if you invest poorly, right. yeah, you could, it could be gone. Or if the market does a massive correction, as long as you've done the prudent man rule, you invested in a balanced portfolio, nothing, nothing can happen to you. It's just poor market performance. And what happens is your income stocks and it stops and the charity ends up not getting anything. I haven't seen that happen. You invest in but a balanced portfolio. you still get the tax deduction. Your kids still get the life insurance. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's a great planning tool, especially those that it complicates life a little bit. I think anyone ever abuses that? Um, abuses it? I, you know, I don't I, I know, Jim Cramer always so. talks about his terrible remainder trust, but he's living kind of large. Well, again, that's what he. So you can see how it works because what he did is put low base of stock into that, and he can manage it however he wants. He can buy and sell whatever he wants inside of that. He takes a certain amount of income out um, now, and it, you know it's it's a pretty great tool. He's not abusing it. There's there's laws, and you have an attorney draft the charitable remainder trust. So it's it's such a great tool, and it, everybody wins except the government. It, it really works well. Which, do you ever worry, like, when you say that out loud, some people might actually dislike that? Cause I, I, and they're typically the people who are on the government program. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. If you have a ton of wealth or you've got wealth, consider a charitable remainder trust. A trust, consider making sure you do some estate planning with that so that it passes efficiently. Huge miss today on new home sales, dropping 13%. New home sales plunged 13.4% month over month in July to an annualized pace of 394,000 units. Economists polled by Bloomberg were looking for new home sales to fall 2%, not 13.4%, to fall 487,000 units pace, or not 394,000. There's no huge downward revision to June's numbers. New home sales climbed a more modest 3.6% to 455000 So the initial reading on home prices for $257,000. $257,000 is a new home median sale price in the United States. Average selling price, 322000 So there's a huge jump in housing inventory. There's also a seasonally adjusted number set to this. But 5.2 months supply at current pace, which is still pretty good. That's considered a seller's market. But 4.3% was really hardcore a seller's market. Um, you know, the pace of homes being sold should be steady, but the price increases should tail off. Love stories like this. Walmart employees are saying that they could be fired for taking a five-minute break. A group of Walmart warehouse workers claimed they were suspended indefinitely after taking a five-minute break. The 10 employees from Southern California took a heat break because temperatures exceeded 90 degrees. Those breaks are very common in hot weather. So, I don't know. I was talking with an economist, Dr. Jeff Rosen, on Wednesday. I was trying to say, aren't you a little fearful by some of the Images we're seeing coming out of the United States. Fast food workers striking for a livable wage. I don't know. I think there's a debate. Should fast food be a career? 75% of the employees in fast food turn over. The highest cost of business in most businesses is labor. In fast food, it's already 70%. Could it go higher? 
I suppose you could say McDonald's is making billions of dollars, so why not? But that's not my argument to make. My thought is I can't imagine that Microsoft should be treated as a livable wage. Should there be jobs that are livable wages? Absolutely. Uh, especially the ones that we need in society. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Aziz Ansari is getting $3.5 million for right about how single people use tech to date. He's very much so a voice of a generation. He got a $3.5 million book deal. The book due in September 2015 and the actor's first book will detail how technology has disrupted being single. He's going to do some original research. It should be pretty funny. Like anything he touches his names to, it's usually pretty funny. It's a gig if he's hosting it. Ah, the song Suburbs. Don't forget to get an event coming up in Los Gatos. You can find out more about it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Hopefully your summer is winding up intelligently. Maybe you got one last vacation in you. I don't know. Uh, Labor Day is coming up right around the corner, and that is the official end of summer, right? So take a look at the markets today. We have an up day. It's going to be a long goodbye announced. Steve Ballmer announcing he's going to leave Microsoft within a year, so basically they're looking for a new successor. I have to take them for their word on that in the sense of it takes time to find someone who's going to be able to lead this type I don't think you're going to see something shocking. I don't think they're going to go after Scott Forstall, who did software for Apple. I think he's too small picture, too bullet shot. Maybe. I mean, Microsoft sells a lot of software, but is that their problem? I don't think they're going to go after John Ives. I think they need someone bigger. They need someone like someone who's run Procter & Gamble, kind of big. SP 500 is up two. The Dow's up 11. The Nasdaq up 11. July new home sales were very disappointing, to say the least. Take a look at some of the other stories out there. Fed chairman is out there talking today. A guy named John Williams. He says the Federal Reserve is on track to pull back from its $85 billion a month asset purchase program by the end of the year. He's the president of the San Francisco Fed Bank. In an interview on CNBC, he declined to speculate at which meeting the first meeting would come. He says that would depend on the data. So unless the August job numbers are dreadful, I'm sorry, the September job numbers are dreadful, I don't see a big move. 
I think they're going to start tapering probably September-ish if I'm taking them up for their word. Again, does $85 billion in debt purchases become a dollar in debt purchase? No, it's not going to be that fast. 10-year Treasury sits at 2.84% today. So reacting a little bit to the news that's coming out. Other stories of note, um, I think it's, you know, the two-year highs on the Treasury is the underlying story right now. Atlanta Fed Bank President Dennis Lockhart, um, again, saying supporting the idea. So next week, do we crash through 2.9% or not? Aeropostale in the news today, they are falling sharply. That's a big old retailer. Commentary reported second quarter loss per share of 43 cents a share. That's miserable. Same store sales fell 6.4%. The retail sales numbers, there's been a couple good ones. Gap, Home Depot, Lowe's. But then you start struggling to find really good ones, telling you that the consumer is very, very much so weak. This was a story out of China that shows you something we've got to start thinking about. Former Chinese Politburo high flyer Bo Zialai called his wife Gu Kalei crazy, attacking her testimony on charges of bribery and corruption. He told the court that she knew, she told the court that he knew about, you know, this crazy businessman scheme lying to people that it brings up the question of how much do you really trust China? How is business done in China? You know, J.P. Morgan getting investigated for potentially saying, okay, high Politburo member, we need to do business in your country. We want to underwrite some of the, the deals that are coming through. So we're going to give your kid a job. All he has to do is show up, and we'll call him vice president of trading decisions, and we'll pay him outlandishly. And all he has to do is show up and play Xbox all day. Mm, that's bribery, or is it? That's a good job. Brazil's central bank, they're going to be, again, a $60 billion currency intervention program aimed at supporting the real. Long-term, do I still like Brazil? India and China? I do. I don't really like Russia. You know, I think China's got some real growth. I think Russia does too, but they've got leadership that I just don't feel I can trust. So, these are things that we deal with. Take a look at sectors that are doing well today. Consumer staples. Things that we have to have. Telecom, doing well. I like the dividends. I like the smaller players. The dividends of the bigger players, I like the consolidation angle of the smaller players. Weakness seen in discretionary things that we don't have to have, but want. I love children. I want, I want, I want, I want. I need, I need, I need, I need. The amount of crap I put my mom through as a kid, wanting video games, she should become a saint when she passes. Energy stocks doing well, uh, poorly today. Healthcare doing poorly. Financials doing poorly. Again, we keep coming back to the phrase it pays. Market goes nowhere. Nowhere. Plus financials lead us. So I saw a list of stocks that are being shorted aggressively. 
shorted by hedge funds. Hedge funds have gotten a lot of news this year. Bill Ackman shorting Herbalife. But the names that came up on this list, I was kind of surprised by. They're very high-quality names. That I don't, I'm not a short person. I like to buy low, sell high. When you short a stock, you go backwards. You sell high, and you want to buy low. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's the right way to say that. So you've already put in the opposite side of the trade. Thus, there's buyers coming down the road, and that can create a short squeeze. But Target, Ford, UPS, Deer, Home Depot, UPS, 3M, Procter Gamble. I don't know how to short them. Don't forget to get an event coming up in Los Gatos, Toll House Hotel. You can find out more about the event. It's in early September. It's Thursday. It's a retirement workshop boot camp. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Imagine a world where everything costs half as much as what you're paying for it now. Here's your change. Wow, half my money back. You'd certainly have a lot more money left over at the end of each month. Well, you'll be pleased to know that many of the things you do spend money on can be found for half price at kdow.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. Happy August 23rd. What's that mean? Christmas in four months? Yep. Year is quickly wrapping up. Maxed out my 401k. Finally did it. So, paychecks can get fatter going forward. Sweet. You should max out your 401k. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The SP 500 is up 4. The NASDAQ up 12. The Dow up 21. The long goodbye. Steve Ballmer out as CEO of Microsoft. Interesting, right? Stock moves up about 6-7% today on that news. What's interesting to note is he owns so many shares, he made a billion dollars for retiring. Like, I'll leave for a six-pack of beer. Like, I'm, a, I'm out of here. You give me a nice six-pack, I'll leave today. Okay, that's not necessarily true. Hmm. Let's talk a little money. Let's talk a little investing. Um, we're in a market that's paying attention to the 10-year treasury. And the Federal Reserve, there's a lot of meetings going on in Jackson Hole. And basically, every governor speaking is saying something along the lines of, we're going to start tapering our purchases of debt, probably in September, unless things go really crazy. Now, things kind of went crazy today. July new home sales were awful. There was a huge jump in housing inventory. You know, I expect the pace of home prices to cool off as bargains become harder to find. Let me tell you a quick story. This is very, 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 very quick. Five years ago, maybe five and a half years ago, I was looking to buy a piece of property. 
I felt that there had been enough of a correction to start considering it in the Bay Area. So I shopped around, I shopped around, I shopped around. I saw a house that I really liked, but it, it had some foundation problems. But it was beautiful. The craftsmanship that went into upgrading the house was stunning. So I had to make a decision. Am I going to put an offer on a house that has some foundation issues? That You know, foundation issues could like start cracking your walls. They can start, you know, unevening your floors. The home could fall apart during a earthquake, a big shaky. Shaky, shaky. You know, before I finish this story, when I lived on the East Coast, everyone thought that Californians were weird and crazy, smoked open, dope smoking. Uh, why would you want to live in earthquake country? Having been here, one day after I moved out, I said, I'm never going back. I'll go back to visit, but I'm not going to ever live on the East Coast ever again. You couldn't give me enough money to live on the East Coast. You know why? Because people hate each other on the East Coast, and they physically show it, and it wears on you, and it stresses you out. So, I'm not saying that Californians all love, because it's not, but it ain't bad. So anyway, back to the story. So I decided I'm going to put an offer on a house, and in the last second, because of the crack foundation, I said, nope. Just going to keep looking. Now, I was frustrated because I love my city. Um, and I wanted a house. I wanted to stop renting in California because the rent in California, and this is where it gets kind of interesting. My little sister's visiting me right now with her family. Death in the family, so it's, it's kind of sad, but anyway. So I have to explain to her that my house is one-third the size of hers, but four times the cost of hers. It's it's humiliating when you put it in that perspective. But then again, I'm paying myself a lot of equity that she's not paying herself. So I'm creating a lot of wealth, slowly building an equity position. So, okay, the very next house that I looked at was the one that I ended up getting. I didn't have to settle. I didn't buy something I wasn't comfortable with. I didn't have to say... Well, okay, since there's so little inventory, I'm just going to take this one and figure it out later. I got lucky on the next one. Recently, a friend of mine is prego, which is Italian for pregnant. And uh, it's like her, she's nesting, you know. I, th- I think all mothers, all women lose their mind a little bit when they're two, three, four, five months pregnant. And her and her husband got into a house that they shouldn't have got into because they ignored some obvious problems with it. When your realtor takes you to look at a house this weekend, look at it for cracks and water damages. If there's a lot of cracks in the wall, you don't don't want that thing. Or that may be a sign that you don't want that thing. When it comes to getting an appraisal of the house and they've hired someone to you know, show you all the flaws. Get your own person. There's a guy that I highly recommend named Skip Walker. Um, I've never actually met the man, but he's done appraisals for me. He comes out, takes a lot of pictures, shows you, you know, your roof will go bad in five years. That will cost you something because, and I'm like, how much do roofs cost? Like, I don't even know. 
right? But always, always get a home inspector, in my opinion. And be super, pay, you know, you're going to pay an extra $300,000 for a home inspector, but I think they're worth it. So, um, so you don't get into, you know, a fixer-upper that you thought was, uh, this is all my salary. <laughs> you get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. And always keep you cool. I almost panicked and got into a home that I would have totally regretted. Well, I wouldn't have totally regretted it. I would have made it work. So I've got that event coming up. Retirement Workshop. I think you can clearly tell that money is not a problem for me. I think you can clearly tell that you need a plan for retirement. It sounds ridiculous and it sounds repetitive. You need a budget. Figure out how much you're spending. You need some goals. If you're 60 years old today and you come to me and you say, can I retire? I'd look at your assets. I want to see your budget. And let's say your budget's $80,000 a year. It's going to be higher in retirement because the first couple of years, you're going to be traveling and doing things that you've always wanted to do. Bucket list, right? I don't really have a bucket list. I kind of have something similar. With that said, if you're 60 and you're spending $80,000 between you and your sugar burger, you're going to need at least $2 million in liquid assets. Set that up so that you can have three years of, of income and that you can have 30 years of replacing that three years of income while dwindling down your assets slowly, not too fast. That's what the workshop could be all about. Retirement, wealth issues. Hey. There you go. You're listening to Rob Black, everybody. I'm Rob Black, talking about things financial. We'll take a break here. Come back with hopefully something more stimulating than, well, today's show. <laughs> it's Rob Black, everybody, on Wall Street Business Network. 14 points, four tenths percent to 36.53. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Do you have a strategy? Are you just figuring out as you're going along? I think it's really, really important to have a strategy. I was meeting with some people yesterday, some associates. And what's interesting to note is I really don't like people. And people think that's a, like a shtick of mine. My neighbor's getting, his son getting, going to high school tomorrow. Or Monday. Actually, I guess he went this week. Um, so, but I pulled him aside. I said, you know, you're a dad. I'm not telling you what to do or what to say or anything like that. I, but I said, you know, uh, the best advice I ever got about high school, which you want to tell your son, my brother David once said, don't ever screw your family over for your high school friends because you're not going to know them in 10 years. 
Could it be more right? He did say in college, get to know a lot of people, which just isn't my thing. I had a lot of high school friends that became a few college friends that became a scat, just a very, very few adult friends. I just don't have the same interests as others. You know, I don't. So Breaking Bad, you know the TV show, right? It's coming down to its last couple of episodes. And it was interesting to note that I, I went through some of the, the history of the reviews of Breaking Bad. And when it first came out, no one liked it. TV critics were like, it'll never last. So that ties into Wall Street how. People who tell you what the market's going to do or not do, they're not always right. I'm obsessed with this show. It delivers surprises. If the season's 13 episodes, it delivers surprises in at least 10 of the episodes. Chemistry teacher turned meth cook. Pretty bizarre concept. Pretty bizarre concept. But it's a cult hit. So, the Washington Post said the show might be lucky to get a cult following. Be those things as they may, cult hit still seems the most that the creators Breaking Bad can hope for. As created by a writer-producer Vince Gilligan, a surname that may send the wrong message for someone pursuing a serious career in television. <laughs> Vince Gilligan is the hottest thing in television. The Chicago Tribune said, I don't think it's worth checking out. Yet my recommendation, they said, and I do think the show is worth checking is I do not think the show is worth checking out. It is not hardy as I'd like it to be. The show is nothing but hardy. Everyone compared it to Showtime's Weeds, a series about a mom dealing marijuana to continue her privileged lifestyle. New York Times said the crime story is in many ways a bleaker male version of Weeds, Showtime's comedy about a widowed soccer mom who sells pot to keep up with the Joneses. Slate said Breaking Bad often tries to make a Coen Brothers edition of Weeds. Its achievement rarely matches its ambitions, but the effect is still pretty dope. So a lot of people were wrong. A lot of people were wrong. Um, the AV Club. Breaking Bad is a horrible, horrible name for a TV show. It's not made any better by the being included in an actual line of the dialogue for the show. New York Magazine. Cranston's Walter is already a winner. He reminds me of Robin Williams' Tommy Wilhelm in the film version of Saul Bellows Seize the Day, when Robin Williams was still wonderful to watch. So New York Magazine got it right. Each calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Again, that goes back to today you're going to hear people say, oh, you don't want to be in this market. I got an email from someone, listen to this, this is hilarious. Showing you just how bad people can be. Hi, Rob. My friend is 28, has $55,000 a year job at Chico. And his wife makes about 30000 so that's 85000 It's not bad. $1,900 mortgage, two car payments, and their first baby due in November. My friend has recently been trying to convince me to do Forex trading, which I think is gambling under the guise of investing. I won't do it, but I'm concerned about him doing it. He's keeping it to about $500 and learning the market. What are your thoughts? Okay. Do you know anyone that has successfully 
traded for uh, foreign exchange uh, currencies? Probably not. How many of your friends do you know that come up with these get-rich-quick schemes actually end up getting rich? How many of your friends do you know that say, you should do this? $500 is a joke, first and foremost. So is foreign exchange trading, currency trading, legalized gambling? No. I think it's just a ripoff. The fees that you pay to the brokerages are too high. They're exorbitant. Now, this guy has been sold an idea of like, ooh, I could play the, uh, the Iraqi dinar. Ooh, I could do, you know, I could, I could short the dollar. Because look at all the money we're spending. This guy's going to get his head handed to him. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We're going to do that Connie call in the next segment, right? Okay, just check. Um, good, good, good. Hedge funds are, as a group, shorting stocks. They go long, they go short. You might have heard of Bill Ackman. He's famous for basically shaking up J.C. Penney's putting Ron Johnson in, and it was a disaster. He wanted to modernize and go more high-end. So there were chairs selling at JCPenney's for $1,500 that are now on sale for 1000 The JCPenney customer isn't buying a $1,500 chair. So, and the JCPenney customer is ultimately going to die, and they're going to have no more customers because they're not inventing ways of getting young people in. But Ackman's been given a lot of flack about Herbalife, and about J.C. Penney's. And he did something kind of cool. He went back and he, he started showing people everything he's been an activist investor in. And some of them are names like McDonald's that are sitting at or near 52-week highs. And he did that years ago. So he's a pretty smart guy. But at times we get too caught up in the short term and you know, incorrectly label someone as uh, a loser. Because, like, Herbalife, he's been dead wrong on. And I think Herbalife is kind of goofy. Selling sports drinks. Okay, Rob, you're a respected television and radio host. You know a lot about the markets. And I'm showing up at your door. Hey, you want to buy, buy a nutrition shake? Oh, and if you sell these, you'll make money just like me. Like, maybe it's not multi-level marketing. Maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. But I... I don't like that business model. And there's been some companies like Avon who've made a career out of it. Getting people to you know, have Avon parties and Tupperware parties. I just don't like the recruiting other people thing. Here's Rob Black and Your Money. Coming up, Connie Yee. Take a break here. We'll be right back on Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network.
Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Little Mughalis bringing us out from break. They're the band that sings that really super catchy San Francisco song. Hmm. Time Warner, Warner Brothers. Big bet on Batman. It was announced today that Ben Affleck will play Batman in the upcoming Batman vs. Superman, which is a comic that a lot of kids have been waiting for their, for 40 years to be put onto a movie. Batman's older than Superman. He's not as naive. He's jaded. Christian Bell was offered $50 million to play Batman. He said he'd only do it if Christopher Nolan came to him and said, would you do it? Christopher Nolan, has his studio that basically works with them has moved a different direction away from Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers looks back at the, you know, the treasure chest of hits that they've had recently, and it all seems to point to Ben Affleck, who was recently tied towards potentially directing the Justice League film. So it's not a huge bet by Warner Brothers. But at the same time, people were initially just, oh, he's the guy that j- Jiggly, right? Jiggly? With J-Lo? Yeah, that's him. So, anyway, what else we got out there today? There has to be something, right? Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Um... So Ben Affleck's new Batman, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, gets a Fox debut date. I don't bring her up for any other reason than to say careers, right? Sometimes you jump around. It's important to be as marketable as possible. She's on the conservative side of the political fence. Her first day as co-host of Fox News Channel's morning show will be Monday, September 16th. What's interesting to note about her is she's young, relatively attractive, I think is fair to say. Um, she's going to play kind of a, a new role. She's going to be interviewing newsmakers, celebrities, and politicians. I saw that CNN released, well, not CNN didn't release this, but the Arbitron released this. CNN's morning show, ratings are just plummeting. I don't think, I think there's a problem with people under age 35, like, I don't watch this stuff anymore. When I used to watch it for traffic, that's been replaced by literally my phone. 
tells me in the morning, it says, it's going to take you 33 minutes to get to work today. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, GPS isn't even on. Like, right now, it knows that I tend to leave about this time and head to my home, and my phone says, 33 minutes to home. There's a one-minute delay. A one-minute delay? What's going on with that? Like, I'm intrigued by this. I don't know. If you've been buying stocks since 1824, you'd be insanely rich today. In the long run, stock prices go up. From 1824 to 1869, up 332%. From that whole period of time, up 1,600%. If $1 was invested, $1 was invested in 1824, it'd be worth $427 a day in nominal terms. An even better stat is $1 invested into a U.S. large company in 1824 would be worth $4.22 million. So, from March 2009, lows in the market, their all-time high recently, up 177%. I know a lot of people fall in love with real estate, and real estate's great over the long term. Over the short term, it can literally bankrupt you. I've seen it happen. Especially if people who don't know what they're doing. I told you I got that email from someone who said, my friend's 28, and he's going to try to trade foreign currency. Oh, wait, he works at Chico State. He's going to try to sell, buy and sell currency. He's going to get eaten alive. And it's not going to be pretty. So last segment, I started with a quick phrase of, do you have a strategy? We're in a market that's shifting from ultra-low rates to low rates, maybe eventually to historical norm rates, maybe back to ultra-low rates. Rising interest rates may hurt some types of dividend-paying stocks far more than others. Um, Go look at mortgage-backed REITs. Real estate investment trusts that are publicly traded that are just tied towards the mortgage-backed securities. They're getting clobbered. Part of the thought, though, is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac may get out of the mortgage business. Older investors need to be very selective when it comes to what they pick now. Challenge day is guarding the dividend holdings against the market blows. Stocks yielding close to 3% or more may look attractive compared to the 2.8% yield on the 10-year treasury. But keep in mind, the bigger the return you look in income, the bigger the risk. And it's exponential. So... Portugal Telecom. I know uh, I got a call on that last year, and stock got crushed. I got a call on it last year because people like the double-digit yield. Stock got crushed. It wasn't worth the double-digit yield. To get your calls in the air, pick up the phone and me call 800-516-1220. Got an event coming up in Los Gatos. Los Gatos. It's a retirement boot camp workshop. September 12th from 6.39 at the Whole House Hotel. You can sign up for the event now at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. It's a whole Friday. No work till Monday. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily... 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.